Welcome to Gilmore Boys. This is Season 1, Episode 2. Hey everybody, welcome to Episode 2, Season 1 of Gilmore Boys. Uh, I am back, my name is James, I've got my partner. Uh, yeah, uh, a part, um, are we partners? Sure. I think we're part. okay. Sure we are. I mean, we're both married, but... Well, that that's another discussion. But my name is Adam. That's James. Um, this is our second episode. Um, so let's start off with a review of what happened in episode two. Sure. And uh, maybe before we do a, a review of two, let's just kind of remind everybody what we're doing. Um, so the idea behind all of uh, everything here, why Gilmore Boys exists, is that we are um, two guys. We are uh, kind of in love with Gilmore Girls. And our wives were too, so we realized that we were kind of closet Gilmore Girls lovers. And so yeah. this is a podcast about, uh, we're doing episode by episode, and, and the idea is that we want to give you a male point of view, not making fun of everything, but this is a male point of view of Gilmore Girls. So on to episode two from season one. Um, quick summary, uh, if you will. So the first thing we've got, Lorelai is late waking up. It's Rory's first day of school. Um, for some reason, Lorelai is going to school with Rory. I don't understand why. Lorelai meets some guy named Jack uh, while they're at school. And and actually, let me back up. Excuse me. Lorelai's messed up her laundry schedule, so she can't find anything. And she ends up wearing, like, some Daisy Dukes and, uh, like, a... I don't know. She looks like a Dixie chick. And she's going to meet the headmaster at a very prestigious... I don't know. Uh, Upper-end private school, if you will. So when she gets there... She's looking like an idiot. She's kind of covered in a robe. She meets uh, a guy named Jack, who is so obviously hitting on her, but it's weird. Um, I know it's second second episode, and we're trying to, I don't know, set the stage, but this guy's older than Lorelai. So Lorelai, for those that don't know, she's the mother in the situation. Rory is her daughter. They're kind of close in age. They're probably, I don't know, 16, 17 years in, in difference, and... Uh, this guy, Jack, I mean, Lorelai's got to be 33, maybe. Um, yeah, which is, I'd say early to mid-30s. Yeah, and this guy, Jack, looks like he's in his late 40s, which isn't a big deal once you... I mean, whatever, we'll get into that. But this guy looks older. Um, okay, they go to meet the headmaster. Lorelai's grandmother happens to be the, with the headmaster. This is the first time we're meeting with her. And um, and, and Adam's typing in the in the background. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm 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 here to be distracting. Thank you. But um Lorelai's grandmother's there with the headmaster. This is kind of the first piece we see where the grandmother is kind of the pain in the bud and, and she's kind of always she's not trying to one up Lorelai in the series, but she is um she's just she's putting her nose where it doesn't belong. So throughout the episode we're seeing that she is uh, going shopping for Rory for new clothes without really asking Lorelai. Um, she also went and bought her a parking spot at school, and 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 then she alluded to the fact that she wanted to buy her a car for her upcoming birthday. And Lorelai tries to keep Rory grounded and and a little bit humble. She doesn't want all this money that her parents have. Her parents are extremely wealthy. They kind of disowned her when she was sixteen, and so uh, because because she became pregnant and it, it was weird in their social circles. So. Lorelai really respects, and or not respects, but she uh, she's very proud of the fact that she raised Rory on her own. So there's that. Um, so it's the first day of school. We're kind of meeting everybody, and Rory's really intimidated by the headmaster, as is Lorelai. And then we get to start meeting a couple people, and the first person we meet is Paris, who we all come to know. I am so sorry to the actress whose name is Liza Wheel. Um, I am, or maybe it's Lisa. I don't know, but uh, Liza. We're, I'm going to go with Liza. I'm going with I Liza. like Liza Minnelli. Oh, so I let's go with that. I love Liza Minnelli. So okay, Liza. Yeah, you do. I do, Liza. I'm sorry in advance, uh, but but your character's a bitch, and you know that. That's that's <laughs> duh. Um, so Paris is introduced. Um, she spies on Rory's personal school records, and and we know all this up front. We just realize she's really confrontational and and going to make it hard for for Rory. Um, Rory bumps into Paris in the hallway, breaks her school project. She's really sorry. I mean, Rory's like a sweet, sweet girl, probably the sweetest girl you could meet. And Paris is completely just a bitch. And, and, and so during the class, everybody's going around trying to talk about their projects. And Paris has to explain that uh, I don't have mine. And, and Rory tries to intervene. Um, and Paris isn't having it and just 
becomes a jerk about it all. Um, also, during one of her first classes, Rory kind of missed some of the notes and thought maybe she could get uh, the, the catch-up notes from someone else, and um, Paris won't give them to her. Rory's starting to have a really bad day because of this. Then she meets, and I don't know if you know the person's name, but I, I don't know the guy's name. Um, she meets a guy, and he's kind of a total babe, if you will, a hunk, <laughs> a hunk, if you will. He's dreamy, and he, oh, you, you can go, you, you can get into it. That's fine. I am. He he offers to give her her notes, and she's like, "Oh, thanks so much, just benign and and platonic." And he looked like he was gonna like fucking suck on her neck in the hallway. Like it was, she was like weirded out by it. Um, okay. So really all in all, it's the first day of school. Um, Lorelai's kind of having a rough day at her job, but not really. Um, and then the, the two things I have here in my notes to kind of wrap up everything is number one, both Gilmore girls had a bad day and they kind of meet at Luke's at the end and they kind of happily go over their woes. And that's kind of the, the whole centerpiece for the whole story. And then the other note I have is we're introduced to someone else, Sally Struthers. Why? I don't know. I, I don't know why she's on the show. Um, this is Sally Struthers of feed the children fame. And also I wanted to mention, this is definitely going to date the show. Sally Struthers is, um, is kind of watching over Lorelai's house because Lorelai is having DSL installed. And uh, this is uh, something that's prompted from. Uh, oh, she's she's the lady that's hanging out with the rockabilly guy. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, Sally, I like that guy, Sally Struthers. So, um, for some reason, uh, Lorelai's mom is trying to get DSL um, installed in their house, and, and that's it. It's just it's weird that uh, there was a whole truck dedicated to DSL installations. Yeah, that it, it definitely dates the show. <laughs> and it's just weird that Sally Struthers is. Um, Sitting on the lawn, being sitting on the lawn like a freak, and being uh, taken seriously in, a, in an acting role. Sally Struthers, we'd love to have you on the show if you if you'd like. <laughs> we take back everything that we've said. Please come on the show. But uh, anyway, that's sorry for the long summary, everyone. But that's kind of the summary for today. So, yeah. um, Adam, I'll, I'll I'll shut up for a minute and turn the mic over to you. <laughs> well, uh, one of the first things that I noticed is the the, the very typical introduction of the bad boy who shows up late to class rolling his eyes yeah and the professor you know sort of gives him grief and of course he's going to pick up on the new girl and the entire time and i totally forget which name he mary used. he says mary. mary that was the one he keeps intentionally calling her mary like for whatever reason i, th I guess he's just trying to do the whole like i don't really care about you but i do care about you sort of thing oh yeah um, i still do know, that <laughs> do you do that with? Do you do that with your wife? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, all the time. Hey, uh, hey, Emmy Lou, Emmy Lou, can you can you can you get me a soda? Um, anyhow, my, um, my wife's not, name is not Emmy Lou. <laughs> For the record, everyone, <laughs> she has a mutt. well, well, but I feel like you're kind of down on the fact that Emmy Lou is a great great name for a woman like i i feel like that is a great name for a woman I, am i alone in this mm -hmm. <laughs> <sighs> i don't like All it right, man. emily i, I like think it. you have to... um, okay wait 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 on that note i took a note down um we're introduced to lorelei's mother her name is kelly yep. oh you know, they never actually call her by her first name. They do later on in the show, and that's just... this is. Wait, are you talking... No, 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 no. You're talking about the actress's name. Oh, is her name Kelly? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm, well, the only reason I know that is I'm staring at IMDb, but apparently her character's name is Emily, which... Oh, it is okay, Emily. Okay, now that I'm remembering, the only time that you hear Emily is when her husband, like, tries to calm her down or something like that. Yep, and... and uh, uh, yeah, so what I was going to say is... No one that age is named Kelly. I mean, have you ever met a woman that that age named Kelly? No. You would meet well, you'd meet a dad named Kelly before you'd meet a mom yeah. named Kelly. Yeah, I, I would say so. But so, um, so this is the podcast where we uh, we refer to actors and actresses um, by their actual names mm -hmm. instead of their character names. What the hell um, is Lorelai's name? Um, it's like Lauren Graham. Uh, see, every time I see an actor 
whose name on the show is either the same as their real name or pretty close means that and and Lauren what was her last name Graham Lauren Ram if you would like to come on the show we would love to have you it's Graham not Ram <laughs> Lauren Ram sounds way cooler but Lauren Graham if you'd like to come on the show we would be honored but I gotta say actors who have names that are very similar to their characters names makes me question do you have a problem with the script like are you are you do you have a, do you have a problem keeping up with it or you know so you think you think it's sort of like a handicap for certain <laughs> yeah. actors and actresses that the writers put in there yes and and all due respect Lauren come on the show prove me wrong in- wait now in this fantasy of yours do do they show up for casting and get the job and then show up for the first day and just completely bomb yeah and then and then and then the director has to go back to writer and be like look look I know her name is Lauren and I know you wanted to name her Becky, but she just isn't getting Becky. So you need to name her something with an L. Yeah. And the and the and and the writer, you know, is like one slight away from going insane and shooting up the place. And he goes, <laughs> "Fine." And then he storms back and writes Laurel. Okay, I don't mean to put Lauren Graham on the spot, but can you just please look on IMDb for me and find out her character's name on Parenthood? Parenthood. Let's see. What year is that? Uh, current. Uh, Sarah, Sarah Braverman. Okay, I, I think you've, I, I, I think you've been solidified, Miss Graham. <laughs> You're. It, I, I always had faith. It was I always had faith. I know. <laughs> okay, what is Luke's name again? Um, Luke's name. Oh, it's like John or something. I'm gonna give you three guesses. Uh, it's it's Mark. Nope. It's John. Nope. It's okay. It's every man like the first two that you gave. <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> no, it's Scott. Ah, Scott Patterson. Scott Patterson. <laughs> you knew that. I know, pa- Scott. We were talking about you last episode too. Scott, you're welcome <laughs> on the show too. I would love. This is th- this is the podcast where we just name actors names and invite them to come to our houses um it's a very specific podcast yes. and i feel that it has it, it, it has a wide audience so um I, I think we're good here man let, i think we're good let me just say something really quick scott patterson uh, i recently broke my favorite coffee mug at work and i'm really into diner mugs so i was looking for some type of new ironic uh coffee mug for my work experience and I almost went with a Luke's Diner mug, but I ended up going with uh, a coffee mug of my favorite metal record label. Um, but I just wanted you to know that I was really thinking about you in that case. Um, also, George Clooney, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> uh, do you know he funds, like, spy satellites? George? Did you know that? Mr. Clooney? Yeah, George, yeah, George Clooney funds spy satellites for, like... Um... Like, like, not, um, what do they call them? Like, uh, non government charity organizations that are like trying to help people over in like areas where there's no reliable like maps or mapping software or anything really? like that. Yeah, dude. He, he is, he is the amount of rich that he can just buy satellites <laughs> and lease them out to people. See, I mean, that, that is a nice kind of rich to be. I was going to do like an impression of him saying like, yeah, let's get some satellites up there, but I just and I didn't because all I was thinking of it was like a like a uh, like an Andrew Dice Clay like Jersey character who's like, yeah, let's just uh, put the satellites up there. What the hell else are we going to do? But that's not George Clooney, so but that's my go-to thing in my head. I don't know. So, so just, just any gruff male actor that you can't find the voice for, you just immediately go to Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, pretty much. I, I like that. I'm I'm a fan of that. I like that. Yeah, that's what that's what um, we're doing. <laughs> oh, oh! I wanted to bring something up here. So I've noticed that when you watch sitcoms, like you know, starting all the way back um, with you know sitcoms that predate when I was born, at the very tail end of the credits. The last actor or actress, it gives the person's name, mm-hmm. and then it says as, and then their character's name. Why on earth do they do only that? the last person credited? Only the last person credited, and 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 I encourage you to prove me wrong, but I've seen this multiple times. And Gilmore Girls is not immune to that, but they do something a little different <laughs> um, when they when they pull up Richard Gilmore, who is. Uh, played by Edward Herman, uh, they say special appearance by Edward Herman. He, the whole show, why he is a special appearance? The yeah, whole I damn mean, show. 
But he's a he's a recurring character. Okay, I mean, like what? Why did? Why is it a special appearance as a, as opposed to just an appearance? I can't remember who it was, but I was a big Twenty Four fan, and I, I I can't remember who was he in Twenty Four. No, 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 not oh, at all. He okay. should have been, but um, <laughs> and actually, we should take a minute to say. Um, thanks, thanks for everything, Edward Herman. He actually passed away not too long ago. Wait, what? Yeah. Um, oh, man. Um, I want to say sometime in February, so... Oh, my God. No, he passed away the 31st last year of December. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway, Edward Herman, sincerely rest in peace. He's actually done a lot more than just Gilmore Girls. He was the, uh, he was kind of the big evil bad guy in the Lost Boys, um, Segwaying Kiefer Sutherland into 24. He was in Lost Boys? He was in Lost Boys. Oh, man. I love that movie. Yep. Why did I not realize that? Uh, so, um, um, but in 24, I, I think Freddie Prince Jr. Um, was on every episode of, I want to say it was season five. Anyway, every damn credit in the whole 24 episode season of season five. It was so, it was something like special guest star Freddie Prince Jr. Isn't he just a star? <laughs> yeah, he's not a well, special I mean, guest. He, I mean, you get what I'm going at. Like, what? Why? It, what does that mean? Does that mean they had to like talk the person into actually showing up? Yeah. And that was like it's some a favor. sort of like it's a favor. Yeah. But if you if you look, um, Edward Herman is in 154 episodes of Gilmore Girls. And how many episodes? There's 23 times seven. I knew you were going to ask me that question. Um, uh, there's like 23, 22 per season. Yeah. We'll be lucky if we get to podcast five. <laughs> um, yeah, do the math. My calculate. Any, okay, any, wait, wait, wait. The next caller right. who calls in first with the answer gets a free complete series gift box. Um, and you're too late. It's 160. <laughs> there's 258 episodes. I'm wrong. Um <laughs> All right, so so he's 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 in it for he's all. He's in but a significant. Yeah, he's in a significant portion. That's of a, it. So a majority. Why, spe- why special appearance, though? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I you know I. Uh, okay, so anyways. in films, the same thing happens, and I always, I um when I watch credits in films, and I'm I'm definitely kind of a film geek. Um, when I watch the credits and I see the and person i don't know if you know what i'm mm-hmm. talking about yeah, yeah i always kind of just like oh f- fuck them unless it's someone <laughs> unless i really it's somebody you like it's also yeah. somebody i really like but just by <laughs> just by the nature of like i feel like their agent spoke to the show and was like well he's gonna get the and spot and it's always somebody quirky right so if the movie is like i don't know let's say it's an auschwitz drama okay <laughs> let's say it's an auschwitz drama and it's starring dennis hopper um, Meryl Streep. Why? Dakota Fanning. Why? Um, Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> and um, also uh, Max von Sydow. And uh, I'm trying to think who else we could bring into it. Um, oh, it's directed uh, by Werner Herzog, of course. <laughs> but <laughs> the and, you go through all these different names, and then it's just and Robin Williams. Oh, too soon. It, it, no, no, no. Too soon. No, it's not it's about it's not that it's about too soon. Of course he's going to be the ant. In that cast, he's going to be the the guy that pops in and has a little bit of comic relief. But my point is who came up with that ant thing and what I don't know. What is it called? You know, I, I don't know what it's called, but honestly, I think you, you hit the nail on the head there. It's to appease. It, it's just to appease a tough actor, I feel. Yeah, it's gotta be. But can we get back to the fact that you want to put Robin Williams in a Nazi film? And which side is he on? He, because I feel he would be more effective on the German side. Yes, he's on the he's on the German side. He has to be. And he has to be. He's um Oh, he's not his goodwill hunting uh character. He's no, he's more no, no, of a no. uh He's almost, death to Smoochie? Yeah, yeah, one? it's like a death to Smoochie, maybe like a court jester. He's yeah. somewhere between Patch Adams, uh, uh, Adrian Cronauer from Good Morning Vietnam, and um, Death to Smoochie. He's somewhere in there, and he's a German, and, <laughs> you know. I feel like he would have all the best racist impressions that he would entertain his fellow um, SS members with. Okay, here's how it goes. Dennis Hopper is the main evil German. 
okay? okay. But he doesn't speak with a German accent. He just says Dennis Hopper. Um, and then Meryl Streep is, um, I, yeah, I guess she could be one of the prisoners in a concentration camp. And she's just crying and very upset. And then whenever Dennis Hopper leaves their room, it's Robin Williams coming in and doing some voices for her. And that's that's the movie. <laughs> That's the movie. I don't know. No, you, you, you don't have to answer now, but I want your subconscious to work on a title I, for this movie. I'm thinking like, about don't, it. Don't just, just, don't, don't just, just let it happen. All right. Because, like, <laughs> can I, and, and, and I love that you said Meryl Streep, because I honestly think she's one of the most attractive people on the face of the planet. Are you that, serious? I'm, I'm, just, I'm just putting that out there. No. Yes. I'm actually serious. Okay. My wife. And Why I, don't you like Meryl Streep? She's overrated. And Meryl, you're welcome <laughs> on the show anytime. <laughs> um, no, my wife and I always joke about the fact that whenever, like, anytime her name comes up in conversation, it could be her worst enemy. Whoever you're speaking to, they'll interrupt you for a moment and go, love her. Just love her. <laughs> she's, just, she's just so... Come on. And now you can add me to that list. Come on. I'm at that list. She was... Dude, I like her. No, that's Whatever, fine. Man. She was nominated for be, for a Best Supporting Actress in uh, Into the Woods. Come on. She put, <laughs> she put a witch nose on and cackle. I didn't even see that movie, but fuck that. There's people that deserve a, a, a much better... No. Mm-mm. All right. Well, ap- apparently I've I've reached a sore spot that 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 that's new territory for me. But um, um. <laughs> so, so, so back to Chilton High School in the land of uh, uh, Stars Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. No, not so, Sleepy so. Hollow. <laughs> oh Christ Almighty. Oh, what am I doing? Look at your notes. What okay. else do we got to talk about? Okay, let's let's talk about stuff. Um, I have a lot of one-liners. I like I to do write too. down one-liners. Um, <laughs> but but see, I watched this episode so long ago, and I'm looking at these one-liners, and I have no context, no context whatsoever. <laughs> okay, so to give a so little preface. One. It's, it's been, I will say, a few weeks since Adam watched this show. I watched this show about an hour ago, so we're we're in different <laughs> contextual points. So the the first one I have is bad girls always wear red nail polish. I have no idea who said that, but I feel like that's that that's that's decent. Red nail polish, um, okay. Right. Red nail polish, yeah. Um, and my other favorite one is totally low maintenance, like a Honda. I completely <laughs> forgot who said that. So somebody said that. Somebody said that, and um, that's all I got for you. I um, yeah, I don't know about that. There is one that I remember Lorelai saying. They're, they're sort of like going back and forth, and at the end she yells, you're a fiend. And then she says, and then the other person says something nice, and she goes, you're pretty. Hmm. That's my Lorelai voice, just in case you were wondering. The, the Honda statement sounds like a Lorelai-ism. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I did notice that the new school had gargoyles on it. Yeah. Which is not something you come across regularly in America. Although Chilton appears to be like this sort of, um, like a, it's sort of like an offshoot of um, some like old staunchy English university of some kind, Oxford or, or yeah. something along those lines. Right. Or they're definitely trying to be that, which which makes the Daisy Dukes that Lorelai was wearing hilarious and awesome. And she was also wearing boots. I want to say. Yeah, she was wearing some boots. Yeah, she was wearing some boots. Um, Was this the... So we didn't meet um, Lorelai's mother in the last episode, did we? I don't believe so. I think this is the first piece. It's been too long. Yeah, I think this Um, is the first piece. Okay. Well, I mean, she... Her and Lorelai, like, that is a constant back and forth. And you're always kind of rooting for them to, like, make some peace. But you you end up totally siding with Lorelai most of the time. Really? she... (laughs) I I totally side with her mother. (laughs) I don't know why. I'm like, yeah, give it to her. She needs it. (laughs) I don't know. But she's so stuffy. Oh, she is. She's so stuffy. Um, But but I feel like you could really 
you know. Well, Edward Herman's character is the fun kind of stuffy because he has financial advice and really dry jokes and he's constantly reading the paper. Whereas Lorelai's mother is just constantly complaining about things and constantly huffing and puffing about things. I could see you getting into the financial advice. <laughs> I could. <laughs> well, I, I re- Ed Herman's character it is like like if you believe in 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 the in the theories of the multiverse like like somewhere out there there is a universe where i behave like edward herman's character i could see that it, yeah i mean like like i i've gained a lot of weight i've somehow made inexplicably made a lot of money and now all i really do is sit around and give people advice i feel like that would be a good profession well i think about Edward Herman, I, whenever I think... Well, not him, excuse me. I think about the character... Richard Gilmore. Thank you, Richard Gilmore. When I think about his character in the show... Um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I think about him in a character sense. So I, so I always get a little disappointed when I watch him on the show, even though he's great. But I always expect him to say things that he doesn't end up saying. Like, for instance, if I closed my eyes and made a little cartoon out of him, he would do things like his jowl like would uh, would shake a little bit more when he talks. And and also he would say things like, Oh fiddlesticks, Lorelai <laughs> Oh man, fiddlesticks is such a good word. I, I wish he would but do you, that. You have to use fiddlesticks in the right context though, and I feel like like a pudgy old rich man saying mm-hmm. fiddlesticks seriously is one of the best uses. Um, it could come I, off redneck too. It depends. <laughs> Not redneck, oh, but backwoods. Oh, right? fiddlesticks! Ah, fiddlesticks! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude! I was at a. This has nothing to do with anything at all. But I was at a Renaissance fair this weekend. I saw so many Duck Dynasty T-shirts. Is that is is that a thing at Renaissance? Yeah, a ton of Duck Dynasty T-shirts. That's like, really that weird. Is that an Arizona thing? Is that a Renaissance Fair thing? I, I don't, I don't have cable, so I don't really know where to put this. <laughs> you don't. I've but, seen this show. You don't have to put it anywhere. Um, oh, mm, I don't know what to say to that. I had no comment. Okay, that's weird. I will. It's, I will agree with you that that's weird. Damn. Spe- speaking of weird, one of the notes I have for this episode is why does Lorelai go to school with her? What's the big deal? I don't I think I think it's like well Rory's making I think Rory's making a big deal of her showing up because she knows she has to meet the headmaster so she needs some backup or something like that. It, it all relates to Lori wanting or Lori to Rory wanting her to come there. Um at least that's the vibe that I got. It just seemed I weird. Have, I may, I may have missed something. Maybe they had like a formal appointment that they were supposed to show up at or yeah. something along those lines, which the headmaster is a dick like he he, is. he he turns off the charm switch as soon as um <laughs> what's her face walks out and then just scares the living bejesus out of rory well and i mean like the wind does like, oh. what the wind does i mean anything scares her but yeah <laughs> oh can we talk about the mean girl click so you, you mentioned mm-hmm. paris but she's part she's part of this very typical um sort of uh, collection a very uh, well-to-do, mm-hmm. uh, uh, just not nice mm-hmm. ladies, and um, they have they have it down to a science. Like the, she has a mole in the administration office. Give her Rory's file so she can spy on her. Yeah, I mean that's that that is a dick move. It's a dick move, but I got I, I was hoping you were going somewhere else, so now I'm the odd man out. Um, whoever the whoever the actress is that plays one of the girls in the clique, she's got red hair, very short bangs, very much reminds me of Alice Glass from Crystal Castles. Um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, man, she's kind of hot. Alex Ca- or Alex Glass or the the both both okay. All right. Um, but speaking of school records, I had a friend, and this is a very true story. I promise. <laughs> I had a friend in high school. Who was on? And and if anybody knows, please feel free to write in. They could correct me. I had a friend who was on some medication for ADD, but the medication was also used for those with Tourette's. I think in some extreme cases. And for whatever reason, on his school record in high school, it got messed up, and it said that he had Tourette's. 
and everybody knew that that wasn't the case, but he was a really good friend of mine. So whenever uh, we would have uh, substitute teachers, he would totally play up the Tourette's thing, and it was hilarious because <laughs> whenever we were having tests or, or whatever and it was supposed to be quiet, he would just start yelling out, like, bitch, fuck, and it was really <laughs> funny. So that's the power of screwing with people's school records. Um, and and if you're listening, Alex Clark. Alex Glass, we would love to have you have you on the show. Who's Who's Alex Glass? <laughs> that is Alice Glass's brother. Uh-huh. Uh, he's very cool. I don't um, care about him. <laughs> uh, Alex Glass, if you have your sister's phone number, that would be awesome. I hope Alex Glass exists, and he's a total like frat boy bro, and he's like, <laughs> my fucking sister's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> If anybody doesn't know, we're referring to Alice Glass. She's the singer of the now-defunct Crystal Castles. I know. Um, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. We were into them way before you were. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> anyway. 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 <laughs> um, um, this, this it, in, if you guys are just tuning in, this is the Pitchfork yeah, podcast. Sorry. Um, we're part of the Pitchfork.com website. Um, our shit doesn't stink. Yep, and uh, Stuart Berman, uh, ch- chief editor of Pitchfork. Any other writers that would like to come on the show, we invite you anytime. <laughs> Maybe they're big Gilmore girls. They fans. probably you know, you, are. You don't know. They probably are. Yeah. Listen, I, I want to take just a quick break uh, for a word from one of our sponsors. We, we can't do the show without our sponsors, so um, let me just... Uh, let me go into one of our sponsors really quick, and then we'll come right back into Gilmore uh, Boys. But uh, anyway, I just want to let everybody know, today's podcast is brought to you by the second annual Fresno County Extravaganza. That's right. It's that time again. As Easter just wrapped up, Fresno County has thousands of leftover eggs to go to good use. And what better way than another fun run? Last year's fun run was uh, excuse me. Last year's fun run was for the most part a hit, and this year Fresno County will be extending the fun to those less fortunate. For the 2015 extravaganza, surplus eggs will be hidden throughout a large briar patch within the local McDarren family farm. Now the fun begins at sundown on April 20th. And it's going to be basically a situation where some of Fresno's most able-bodied citizens from the local Site for Sore Eyes Home for the Blind will be participating in an egg hunting showdown. So the winner is actually going to receive an all-expense paid day trip to the 2015 Portland Silent Film Festival. Some fees may apply, and uh, remember, slow and steady wins the race. For those with full sight, you can even bet on your favorite runner with a chance to win two dozen eggs and a complimentary pass to next year's extravaganza. Uh, do remember, prices, prizes excuse me, are subject to change and there are no guarantees of future events. If you have a- extra Easter eggs at your house, please feel free to donate them to the extravaganza. Uh, Jackson Rabin is who you'll be con- contacting at Fresno County Local Events. He's available at jackson.rabin. R-A-B-U-N at F-C-L-E dot org. Come on down to the second annual Fresno County Extravaganza. We're excited to have you. Thank you to our sponsors. And, and just for, for any potential sponsors out there, we would love to hear from you. All right. So All right. What, uh, what other notes do you have for today's episode? Well, I did notice there was a fuzzy alarm clock, which I, I feel what so was it, that? Yeah, there was a. I know there there was a fuzzy alarm, which I feel is a very '90s thing. So, so I get the kind of vibe that that this is a '90s household transitioning into the new century, and they haven't quite shed off their '90s. If that yeah, makes sense. <laughs> that's that a vibe? new that's a new term: shedding <laughs> off your '90s. Well, they're they kind of are shedding off their '90s, you know. I kind of want to change the name of the podcast to Shutting Off the 90s. I do. <laughs> this is... And Richard Simmons, if you would love to come on the show, I mean, it would be great to have you. I How is Richard? I hope Richard's doing well. I feel like he's struggling, but I love that guy. He's, I mean, he's just a ball of energy. Let's let's type Richard Simmons into Google and see what comes. All right, we're going to see if we can get Richard Simmons on the show. No affiliation to Gilmore Girls whatsoever. I don't give a shit. I want him. First guest. <laughs> First guest. He is 66 and looking fabulous. God, Richard's awesome. We love you, Richard. I mean that. 
Um, but yes, the the fuzzy alarm clock. You know, I feel that it was a very it, it was a very uh, typical '90s thing to have like this very ironically kitschy furniture. Like you 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 had all these very uh, extravagantly colored chairs and fuzzy pillows and fuzzy everything else. So mm-hmm. why not a fuzzy alarm clock? I feel like that's okay. And that happened when Lorelai was not waking up and Rory was rushing in to tell her that she needed to wake up. Yeah. And um, I felt that the fuzzy alarm clock added a lot to that scene. It does. I mean, that's it was weird. I mean, even Lorelai was like, I'm, I shouldn't have bought anything that was fuzzy, but... <laughs> I guess on that note, we're going to see more and more as we get into other episodes, because uh, I've previewed a couple episodes uh, up front. What I actually mean is I've seen several seasons. <laughs> um, but um, I, I, I've noticed that there's you're going to see a lot of chokers as uh, time goes on, and uh, that's definitely a big part of the 90s, and I think we should start having a game whenever a choker happens, so maybe we'll come up with like an air horn um, that will blast every episode whenever a choker happens. So. I'm, I'm t- I like that. It'll be the choker I, I, horn, <laughs> which which sounds horrible. We, we gotta come up with a better name than that. The oh choker horn. The choker horn. Hey girl, don't make me get out that choker <laughs> horn. <laughs> oh, don't don't make it weird, man. It's it's, it's weird. Trust me, <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> oh man, you know I, I'm staring at my notes. I did not take good notes this time around. I, I, I hear sorry. that. I hear that. I, I did. Like I am just. I'm running on fumes here. All right. I got nothing. It's okay. I've got a couple more things. Can you carry the show, please? I will and can. Um, <laughs> uh, no, um, let's see. I have one note here. Suits used to be so much bigger. Um, so this guy that Lorelai meets, his name is Jack. He's a, another another student's father at Chilton. Um, first off, Lorelai's like, oh, he's so dreamy, blah, 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 blah. Um, Lorelai, Run. Come, I mean, come on. This guy's like, yeah. he looks like he's 50. Um, he's boring.com. He's boring.com slash whatever. And he's, no. But I looked at his suit. Man, how did anybody think that suits ever looked that good? I know fashion goes up and down at the times. And right now we're in a, we're in a phase where suits are very European cut, very tightly tailored. And they look awesome. But how, when did they not? I mean, when... I mean, I look at some. Yeah, I feel like those always look great, right? Like I, I, my my father passed away seven years ago, and when I got, I inher- he gave me all of his suits right before he passed away, and he loved his suits, spent a ton of money on them, and rest in peace, Dad. I love you, but these suits were huge. They might as well have been zoot suits. <laughs> like my wife and I could fit in them like a sleeping blanket. I, <laughs> but but I mean, really, when did they? I get that fashion goes up and down, but. I mean, if we ever bring back, like, double-breasted with the big, you know the big buttons on the front of the vest that look like they've been on a... Oh, God, those are terrible. The gold ones that have, like, the little nautical, the little nautical uh, rope on them? Oh, oh, even worse. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's your Easter Navy blue suit. (laughs) So, just as a quick side anecdote... (laughs) I went into Men's Warehouse one time. Oh, I, LA, yeah, which is you know, it, it just I, goes downhill from I there. I made you go there. I'm sorry. No, it's it's okay. Everybody makes everybody go there. Um, but anyways, this is when I was still like in middle. It was still in a very awkward time of my life. <laughs> yeah, and, like this very this very overweight, um, just, just like like um, for for those Seinfeld fans out there he's kind of like denim vest (laughs) he's just he's like he has no personality but anyways this guy tried to sell me one of the suits that you're talking about and and his selling point was hey george steinbrenner wears suits like these (laughs) and and even as a kid i was like okay first of all i only kind of know who that is and second of all what about me screams george steinbrenner (laughs) i am just an awkward kid in central florida trying to buy a suit for like a wedding and i hate it i hate everything about it and you're trying to sell me in george steinbrenner that's like that's like the equivalent of him saying like you know ed mcmahon wears these every week on star search like yeah well i'm i'm 12 years old asshole so <laughs> exactly. do you have one with a skull on it because that's what i'm looking for you know i have, I have very specific tastes <laughs> I'm really into skulls right now. Do you have anything with skulls? Or a dragon. 
or a dragon. No, or a dragon. Dragon yeah. on the lapel. I'm actually, I think that was the time of my life where I had like like the the yin yang necklaces yeah. and like the the various alien stickers <laughs> on my school products. So, did you ever go through that? Because I, I went through that. Okay, yeah, but I did a little differently. I remember I had this. Um, well, first off, in middle school, sixth grade. I had the coolest Nirvana necklace, and it was stolen the first day in PE. Whoever stole that thing, I still have not fucking forgotten that. Um, But secondly, I also had this, and this is, if we're going to talk about awkward, um, which, funny enough, Rory seems to be awkward on the show. She's just kind of hot. I'm sorry that that might be weird, but she just kind of is. She's not awkward. She'd be, like, so cool in school if she was actually really in school but I had a pendant necklace I picked this out by the way um, it was a dragon uh, holding like a in his in his talons like a giant green jewel that I thought had a lot of luck built into it but it, it was just some dumb stone somebody welded to this <laughs> this dragon's feet man I remember I bought that some week in between 5th and 6th grade and when I went to 6th grade I thought I was going to get all the girls and oh, hell yeah. and oh how I was wrong. <laughs> At thirty two, looking back, um, I, I understand, girls. I, that's all I can say. That's all I can say. Oh Christ Almighty! I, you, I mean, any males out there will, will absolutely understand it. Well, if you are past the middle school age, middle school version of you is just not a version of you that you ever want to go back to. Like, and ever and do you, ever 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 do you remember the fact? That you and I went to the same middle school and we did not yeah, we know did. each other at all. We didn't know who the hell you were. We had the same abusive band teacher. Oh, yeah, that Mr. was Mr. Gorecki. Did you watch Whiplash yet? No, but you, I'm looking forward. You to it, need man. to because it is Mr. Gorecki, John Gorecki. If you are out there, we would love to have we you. We would love the to show. have you. On the show. <laughs> yeah, we under we understand that you were an angry man. Maybe you are still an angry man. We would love to talk to you. That would be amazing, actually. Maybe he likes Gilmore Girls. I don't know. He sure loves Star Wars. We watch that every day. <laughs> every day. And it was always... I don't think we ever watched anything but A New Hope. Yeah, and he never got past Episode 4. Yeah. And I'm okay. I'm okay with Episode 4. I'll watch I mean, it. Episode 5 is my absolute favorite, but I mean, eh, I can deal with it. Everybody says Episode... I love Return of the Jedi. Yeah, whatever. I know! What? <laughs> I don't know. Dude, I don't know. All I can tell you is that Childhood Adam was in love with Star Wars and Episode 5 was his favorite. Don't know why, just was. J.J. Abrams, if you're listening, <laughs> we would love to have you on the show. And J.J. Abrams, please, please don't fuck up. Please don't fuck up. <laughs> That's I'm, all I gotta say He about won't. That. He just. I, I know won't. he won't. I have. I lo- I've. I've loved everything of his that I've seen. But please, please don't fuck up. He won't. Oh my god. He won't. I'm telling you. All right. All right, man. Um. Oh, here's one thing. Speaking of films, that I noticed. I mean, I think. Um. And this is just being being nerdy, but in in this episode of Gilmore Girls, um, they were trying to find their way. It was a second, sh- you know, second episode, and they're still working out the production and everything. But um, really, it's the first episode because pilot well, is kind of like of like you're right. I don't know what's going to happen. So really, this is kind of like the first solid episode. I guess you're right. But yeah. um, they were trying to work out different production pieces, and and everything was fine. But I don't know if you caught it. There was a real David Lynch shot in the um. When they're going in to meet the headmaster and they meet the secretary, I mean, it was. Yeah. It was. I knew you were going to say it. It was momentary. It was like so momentary, but it was a shot where, like, the camera was basically placed on the desk looking up at her. And you're just looking at up her from the chin. And it was darkly lit just for a moment. And it quickly cut to that. It was like Lorelai is like, hi, I'm here to see the headmaster. And then it cut to this. And her mouth opened and it was normal, but it might as well have been a slowed down David Lynch shot where the woman was like, (laughs) and that would have been a perfect. And then and then it just went back to normal lighting. And I was like, that was really weird. Either it was a mess up or 
I, it couldn't have been an homage. It may have just been to a, a nod to really nerdy folk like ourselves. I, I also got... You, you remember the episode of Louis when he goes yeah. to meet David Lynch's character? Yeah. It, like, it, it's it's that lady. Yeah, it's you know, the, the same that, thing. Yeah, it's the same, it's the same vibe. I, I definitely picked up on that. But the interesting thing was that it was so momentary, and you were in, and then you <laughs> yeah. were out, and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. And then also, there was a, there was a shot. This is probably no one caught this but there was a shot when right at the beginning of the episode when uh, Lorelai was late to wake up and she they were trying to um, hey quick find the clothes get get dressed you're late um, there was this one shot that started to go like voyeuristic it was just like somebody didn't hold the camera steady enough and the lighting wasn't really on but it looked like for a moment we went into an episode of Cops <laughs> it, was, it was really funny but uh, I, I I honestly have no idea what you're. Talking I don't about. I don't think that was intentional. I think it was just poor poor production. Um, <laughs> yeah. The other thing I got to mention is just a few weeks ago we see Lane in this episode. We met Lane last time. She's Rory's basically best friend. She's yep. the the token. No, she's not Korean. token. I was gonna say she's token. <laughs> you can just say Korean James. It's okay. No, she's she's an she's one of the best characters on the I show. I know she's great. But um, in this episode, I thought it was a little ironic. Uh, Lane, I'm sorry, and and if the actress that plays Lane, Kiko Agina, if you would love to come on the show, it, we would love to have. We you. would love to have you, but um, I, she's not the most attractive character on the show. But I think that's intentional. That's no, I know, but I, I hate to insult someone. But um, uh, she's wearing a hoodie on the end at the end of the show, and the hoodie said Foxy across it, and I and I just thought, <laughs> nope. Nope. Just nope. <laughs> Missed. Missed. And, and, Next. and also, uh, could you repeat her name one more time for the audience, please? Uh, her name is Kiko Achina. Kiko Achina, I saw on a Sprint commercial last week. Really? Really. Like, like a, a modern Sprint commercial? Yeah. Or was this like a rerun of something? <laughs> no, it wasn't on like okay. Nick at Night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, we saw her and, and I was right. instantly excited. She's a little older now, but yeah, Kiko Ichina, I believe your name is. We would love to have you on the show. Do you think that's on YouTube? I'm going to YouTube that. Well, while Adam is watching videos in the background, <laughs> I will hum the I outro have nothing song. better to do, so I'm just going to watch this. <laughs> Oh crap! She was in Transformers. Um, that's really. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I feel like I feel like nobody should be in Transformers. I feel like Transformers should just be one hundred percent CG. Okay, here's what's up. And Megan Fox, <laughs> if you're listening, you are not welcome on the show. <laughs> I can't stand Megan Fox. But let's just say this: I wanted Transform just like all of us. I wanted Transformers to be so awesome. Yeah, and it wasn't. And I've given no, it several it tries. I've given yeah. it several tries. So at this point, you're right. No yeah. one deserves to be in Transformers no. except for um, Megan Fox. And Transformers from here on out should just be Megan Fox like pooping for <laughs> a couple of hours. But it has to be CG because like if you ha- if you have a Transformers movie that isn't like sixty or seventy percent CG, it just it doesn't work. It just doesn't. I'm I'm sitting here in my head trying to visualize CG poop with Megan Fox, and I'm I just want to roll the credits. That's all I want to do. I don't know. Um, so this is the, in case you're just tuning in. Um, this is the Transformers podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we discuss all things Transformers, um, even those things that we don't like. Oh, dude, she's on Scandal. D- does does your wife watch? Scandal? Oh yeah, who's she yeah. on Scandal? Um. Oh, she's only in one episode. Hold on, I gotta tell Brit- her. Britta Kagan. Lori. Lane's on scandal. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. Um. Yeah, that's all I got, man. Yeah. Um. So be- before we wrap up here, uh, we actually do have our second official fan letter oh awesome um yeah uh, if you'll remember last time bob clark got in touch with us you know with some of the problems that he was having with his lady friends um so i'm just gonna go ahead and read it uh dear james and adam i'm very sorry that i got your names wrong the first time you see i have dyslexia well that's not entirely true i am however a compulsive liar and i'm trying to fix that anyhow i did meet the grace kelly girl that i was referring to nice. and i did ask her out 
on the first date. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Awesome. Way to go, Bob. Good job, Bob. And I use your advice just to relax, let it slide. Well, as it turns out, she's in a cult, and now I'm in a cult, and I haven't been happier. So thank you, guys. I wouldn't have found the great Lord Riddle without you. All the best, Bob Clark. P.S. There is a comet coming, and all of you should be concerned. Um, oh, a comet. I thought he said yeah. a comic. I was excited for his first I, yeah. issue. Um, no. I would I would, I would, would subscribe to a Bob Clark comic. Uh, but no, he, he, uh, he didn't mention the name of the comet, but allegedly it is coming soon, and we should be concerned. Well, not. <laughs> Well, you know what? People in cults are very happy right up until the end. So you know what, Bob? All the best, man. I'm glad you were able to relax it out. Just, you know, have a normal conversation with a girl. As I cannot, please go forth and do. So, Bob, do me a favor. Yeah, Mazel Tov and L'chaim. Next next episode, Bob, we wouldn't mind if you would send us a picture of this girl because I got to see her. She must be great. Um and that's inappropriate. No, I mean, it, it, listen. <laughs> if you joined a cult, Bob, that's just the fact. She must be something. Yeah. Um, and I and I also, I, I just want to say, as as Mary Poppins once said, a spoonful of sugar helps the punch go down. So remember that at the end. <laughs> and and Bob, that's. That's cool, man. Uh, he's probably out in the desert. He's probably close to Phoenix. He's probably he's having a great time. Wonder he's probably at Burning Man. That's oh where God! He is. <laughs> I bet we don't have any Burning Man fans here. Like, no fan of the show is also a fan of Burning Man. We just not. Yeah, I, we already have a very narrow niche to begin with. I don't think it extends <laughs> into the Burning Man crowd. We're gonna, but you never know. We're gonna you never know. We're gonna have an off. We're gonna have a spinoff series for just Gilmore Girls fans who also attend <laughs> Burning Man. That's what we're gonna do. Um, we're also going to be doing a live episode at Burning Man. Oh. Um, it's going to be free form. Um, and it's going to be uh, 16 hours long, um, so look forward to that. <laughs> and and we're going to have to get better mics because uh, we're just going to be like all that machinery in the background I know, from all that art. I know. But maybe maybe that's maybe that's the point. Maybe it's supposed to sound bad, James. Why is there those? Why are those machines at Coachella now? Like I've never been to Coachella, but when I see it, it's just right, dude. It, it, it's it's the same type of people that just go to like concert festivals and Burning Man. Like they have some as- association with large <laughs> objects. Like like we nobody worships like large golden idols anymore. So you have to make up for it with something. We should do a Wicker Man festival. <laughs> <laughs> Worst festival ever. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, if you're if you're listening, we would love to have you on the we show. Would, we would love to have you on the show. Ah, that'd be great. <laughs> um, well, James, uh, you got anything else for us? No, I'm gonna go get some yogurt. Dude, I, dude, I'm I'm out, out of fucking ideas. Yeah, I think we're done with episode two. Everyone, thanks for listening, and yes, uh, be thank sh- you very much. Be sure to catch uh, episode three soon. You guys keep watching Gilmore Girls. You know we have to. And uh, we're we're contractually obligated. We're contractually obligated by ourselves. And uh, yes. thanks so much. I signed everybody. it in blood. But thank you, thank you for listening. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to Gilmore Boys. Until next time.